Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. Friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800 247 3051. 800 247 3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org, or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now here is our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Ruth chapter 2 and then verse 5. As we begin here, then said Boaz unto his servant that was set over the reapers, whose damsel is this? The servant that was set over the reapers answered and said, it's the Moabitish damsel that came back with Naomi out of the country of Moab. And she said, I pray you, let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. So she came and hath continued even from the morning until now that she tarried a little in the house. Then said Boaz unto Ruth, Hearest thou not my daughter? Go not to glean in another field. Neither go from hence, but abide here fast by my maidens. Let thine eyes be on the field that they do reap, and go thou after them. Have not I charged the young men that they shall not touch thee? And when thou art a thirst, go unto the vessels and drink of that which the young men have drawn. Then she fell on her face, bowed herself to the ground, said unto him, Why have I found grace in thine eyes, that thou shouldst take knowledge of me, seeing I am a stranger? Boaz answered, said unto her, It hath been fully showed me all that thou hast done unto thy mother-in-law since the death of thine husband, and how thou hast left thy father and thy mother in the land of nativity, and art come unto a people which thou knowest not. Heretofore, the Lord recompense thy work, and a full reward be given thee of the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings thou art come to trust." Then she said, let me find favor in thy sight, my Lord, for that thou hast comforted me, for that thou hast spoken friendly unto thine handmaid, though I be not like one of the of thine handmaidens. So our last time in Ruth, we saw how Boaz learned the most impressive points about Ruth from his foreman. He had this conversation that we just read about, and his foreman filled him in. And we saw that the first information that Boaz learned about Ruth was in verse 6, It's the Moabitish damsel that came back with Naomi out of the country of Moab. And as we consider this particular darkness in the land of Moab, and we think of this darkness of the world that we live in today, that's our darkness. That's the darkness we live in. That's the darkness of our country we live in. It's the darkness of our city. We live in a world that's hostile to God. We live in a world that has a particular darkness that's an aggressive darkness. It's a penetrating darkness. It's a assaulting darkness. And unless we realize that, unless we understand that, then we're in danger of being overcome by that darkness. See, that darkness, it's all around us. So from these words in verse 6, the Moabitish damsel that came out of the country of Moab, Boaz understood Ruth lived in that land of that particular darkness. And being a man of compassion like he was, like we saw, he had the eyes of compassion, he pictures Ruth, the Moabite, in her own land, in her land of that particular darkness, and he thinks Ruth the Moabite 
was born and she lived in that land of darkness. And we can imagine Boaz asking himself the question, why was I so fortunate to have been born in Israel and Ruth so unfortunate to have been born in Moab? Why? Why was my land a land of light as light itself and her land a land of darkness as darkness itself? And by us sitting here in the chapel now and thinking of those same thoughts like Boaz was thinking, we can't help but ask ourselves the same question. Why am I so fortunate to be in Christ this morning here in the chapel? Why? I mean, for some of us, we ask the question that Boaz asked of of himself. Why was I so fortunate to have been born into a family that loved God or a family of light or so many like Ruth in Moab born into a godless family, but now have come out of darkness? And so then we can see Boaz, it takes the next description in his mind of Ruth there in verse six, where he hears, she came back with Naomi out of the country of Moab. And we can picture Boaz thinking of Ruth. Ruth with Naomi, those words, Ruth with Naomi. And he's thinking about this, Ruth with Naomi in verse six. And we can see him picturing in his mind the relationship between Ruth and Naomi. Ruth and Naomi. He hears about Ruth in the context of Naomi. But from those words in verse 6 describing Ruth as the one who came back with Naomi out of the country of Moab, this is sticking in his mind. Came back with Naomi. Ruth came back with Naomi. He's thinking about this. And from those words, Boaz understood that Naomi brought Ruth out of Moab. Naomi brought Ruth out of Moab. And the only reason that Ruth was able to come out of Moab was because there was a Naomi who brought her out of the country of Moab. You see about this. And we can picture Boaz imagining Naomi as saying, look, everyone, I've brought Ruth with me. Look, everyone, I brought Ruth out of the dark country of Moab. At least he can imagine that. But as we think of Naomi and her coming back into Bethlehem, and she's showing off Ruth the Moabite that she's brought out of this dark country of Moab. As we think of Ruth showing off Ruth as the Moabite she rescued from the dark land of Moab, we think of how wonderful it is for us after passing through death to enter into our heavenly Bethlehem and to be like Naomi saying, look, everyone, I brought Sam. I brought Mary. I brought him with me out of the land of darkness into this land of light. Look, everyone. Look who I have with me. I have Sam. I have Mary. I rescued them from the land of darkness by bringing them into this land of light. But most important of all will be our, the joy that we have when we tell our Lord, when we tell the Lord Jesus Christ, we get to heaven. Here, Lord, I brought back Sam or Mary from the land of darkness into this land. I rescued them for you. And how wonderful to be able to enter into heaven calling out the words of Isaiah 818, behold I and the children whom the Lord hath given me. That's wonderful. And when we think of how Naomi made Ruth her friend, I mean, Naomi made Ruth her friend. They were friends. And because they were friends, Naomi was able to bring her out of darkness into light. I'm thinking about Tomoko and how she was just recently saved. And I'm thinking, how come she ended up here? Because the Sasakis found her at a park and made her their friend. And that's a challenge for us. 
Because we have to ask the following questions, you know, like Paul went through, you know, how shall they believe unless they hear? Well, let's carry it on a little bit farther. How shall the lost like Ruth hear unless a believing friend like Naomi tells her? And how shall the lost have a believing friend who tells unless that believing friend reaches out to that lost person to become a friend, walks up to them in the park and reaches out as a friend? There's no greater friend than a person who tells a lost person how to be saved. So as Boaz, as he's thinking about Ruth as the one who came back with Naomi, Boaz is thanking God for Naomi because Boaz understood that if there would have been no Naomi in the land of Moab, there'd be no Ruth coming back to Bethlehem. And as Boaz thought about all that terrible famine that caused Ruth to leave Israel for Moab and how Naomi brought back Ruth with her from Moab, then Boaz could see clearly how that terrible famine worked together for good, for Ruth's good. Like it says in Romans 8.28, we know that all things, including famines, all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. And from seeing that Boaz that could see that the famine that drove Naomi out of Israel resulted in her returning with Ruth, Boaz could see that that famine was just another one of the many. This cometh also, that's described in Isaiah 28, 29. Isaiah 28, 29 says, This also cometh from the Lord of hosts, which is wonderful in counsel and excellent in working excellent in working. We would have thought that a famine in Israel would result in something terrible, but who would have thought that a famine in Israel would result in the rescue of a Ruth the Moabite? But that's God who's excellent in working. Putting those two verses together, it asks the question, answers the question. We could say in Romans 8, 28, says, all things work together for good. So now the question's drawn out, how? How do all things work together for good? And then Isaiah 28, 29 steps in with the answer when it says, the Lord of hosts is excellent in working. So the famine in Israel that drives Naomi from her homeland into this foreign land of darkness, Moab, it's part of the Romans 8, 28. It's part of the all things working together for good that results in the rescue of Ruth the Moabite. See, the famine in Israel that drives Naomi out of her homeland was part of the excellent working of God of the Lord of hosts. And we know that Naomi at the time, she didn't think that way. She didn't see it that way. Do we know at the time, she didn't see that that troublesome family that drove her from her homeland was working for good. She didn't see that at all. But later, we'll see a change in Naomi. Because we will see in this book that Naomi will thank God for the troublesome family that drove her out of Bethlehem. See, she complained. Naomi complained about her troubles and she blamed God. As a matter of fact, she said, he's not excellent at working. I'll tell you what he is. She says in Ruth 121, she says, I went out full and the Lord hath brought me home empty. It's blaming God. Why then call you me Naomi, seeing the Lord hath testified against me? The Almighty hath afflicted me. Woe is me. That was the Naomi who did not trust that her troubles were the working together for good. See, that was the Naomi who did not see her troubles as part of the excellent working of the Lord of hosts. That was the Naomi that walked by sight. But later, those same women in Bethlehem who were just amazed 
at Naomi's troubles, and they said to her in Ruth 1.19, so they went until they came to Bethlehem, and it came to pass when they were come to Bethlehem that all the city was moved about them, and they said, is this Naomi? Those same women, when they watched Naomi take Ruth's baby that she's going to have with Boaz and nurse it, Naomi's going to nurse this baby, and they're going to say to her in the last chapter of this book, in Ruth 4, 13 through 16, so Boaz took Ruth and she was his wife, and when he had went into her, the Lord gave conception, she bare a son. And the women said unto Naomi, blessed be the Lord, which hath not left thee this day without a kinsman, that his name may be famous in Israel, and he shall be unto thee a restorer of thy life and a nourisher in thine old age. For thy daughter-in-law, which loveth thee, which is better to thee than seven sons, which have borne him. And Naomi took the child, laid it in her bosom, and became nurse unto it. Then Naomi will see that famine was the excellent working of the Lord of hosts that brought Ruth back. As we think about this, Naomi walking by sight and blaming God and complaining about her troubles in the first chapter of this book, because she refused to believe that her troubles were the working together for good, because she refused to believe that God was excellent in working. That was the first chapter. In the first chapter of this book, we see the blaming and complaining Naomi. And as we think about now the last chapter of this book, and we see a totally different Naomi, one who's praising and worshiping God for her troubles because she saw that her troubles worked together for good because of the awesome, excellent working of God. See, in the last chapter of this book, we see the praising and worshiping Naomi. And as we think just about the differences between the two Naomis, you know, the, the Naomi of the first chapter, the Naomi of the last chapter, the first chapter, we saw the Naomi was the blaming and complaining Naomi. In the last chapter, we see she's the praising and the worshiping Naomi. And then we look at our own troubles. We look at our own troubles in our lives, and we hear God asking us today, which chapter is it going to be in your life? Which chapter is it going to be in your life when you're going to change from the blaming and complaining to the praising and worshiping? And we think of the first and last chapters of this book where we see this transformation in Naomi from the blaming, complaining to the praising and worshiping, and we hear God say, is it going to have to be the last chapter in your life? Does it have to be that way to before this transformation comes? Who controls that? Who controls which chapter in our lives the transformations? We do. We do, by our determination to believe that our troubles are part of the all things that are working together for good to them that love God who called according to his person. We do, by our sure determination to believe that our troubles are, Isaiah 28, 29, this also cometh forth from the Lord of hosts, at wonderful in counsel, excellent in working. So, like Ryan prayed, let's determine today that for our troubles, that we've reached the final chapter when we're going to be looking at our troubles as blaming and complaining, and we're going to look at our troubles as praising and worshiping. And so we look at our troublesome health problems in our lives. I have some of those. (laughs) And whatever troublesome problems we have in our lives. And even though Naomi was in her blaming and complaining state, Boaz heard those words that Ruth came back with Naomi And Boaz realized that no Naomi from Bethlehem and Moab, Moab, there'd be no Ruth from Moab and Bethlehem. And so when Boaz heard those words in verse 6 that Ruth came back with Naomi, he saw that Naomi was sent by God to Moab to bring back Ruth. Naomi was from Bethlehem and left Bethlehem 
and then came back to Bethlehem with Ruth. And then we restate that statement, just what I said. Naomi was from Bethlehem, and Naomi left Bethlehem and came back to Bethlehem with Ruth. And now we plug in the meaning of the word Bethlehem, which is house of God, house of bread. House of bread, Bethlehem means house of bread. So then Naomi was from the house of bread, and she left the house of bread, and then came back to the house of bread with Ruth. And that's exactly what God wants to see in our lives. Here's this chapel. What is this chapel? What are we doing here? We are feasting on the word of God for our souls. And this chapel is a house of bread. This chapel is a Bethlehem. And so God wants us to be like Naomi, to be fed in this chapel, this house of bread with the word of God. Then like Naomi, God wants us to leave our chapel, Bethlehem, and go out and find a lost Ruth and bring her back to our Bethlehem. Right, Dave Hall? (laughs) That's exactly what Dave has done. Just like Naomi, Dave left this Bethlehem house of bread and went into his Moab called City Park downtown and found Shauna, who's Ruth, (laughs) and brought her back to this Bethlehem house of bread. And when we look at verse 6 and think about those words, came back with Naomi, we see those words are telling us Naomi came back with Ruth. And that draws us to the compare verse 6 with Ruth 121 when Naomi said, I went out full, the Lord brought me back home again empty. So don't call me Naomi, call me, the Lord has testified against me and the Almighty has afflicted me. The verse six is telling us that the reality that Naomi came back with Ruth, that's reality. Reality was Naomi came back with Ruth. But Ruth 121 tells us Naomi said that she came back with nothing, with empty, emptiness. Should have made Ruth feel real self-esteem there. (laughs) But Naomi said she left Bethlehem full and returned with nothing. See, verse 6 tells us Naomi returned with Ruth. You know what's going to happen with Ruth? She's going to become the great-grandmother of King David. Naomi came back with the great-grandmother of Israel's greatest king, King David. And yet Naomi says she came back with nothing. How can there be such a difference? How can there be such a difference between Naomi's view and God's view? Naomi says she comes back with nothing. And God says that Naomi came back with the great-grandmother of Israel's greatest king. And the problem was that Naomi was blinded. She was blinded from seeing that God was working all these things for good. She was blinded from seeing God's excellent working, which shows us when we let our troubles drag us into a state of blaming and complaining, We might as well just give our eyes to the Philistines and say, we're Samson, just go ahead and put them out. Because we'll be blinded from seeing God at work. And so far, we've seen how from this report that his foreman gives to Boaz, he understands, Ruth came from the country of Moab, the land of darkness, which is the description of the world we live in. We live in the land of darkness. We see how Naomi brought back Ruth with her. And how if Naomi had not gone to Moab, there'd be no Ruth back in Bethlehem. There'd be no great-grandmother of the greatest king in Israel back in Bethlehem, which is what we should do in our land of darkness, go rescue the lost. See, this is not a time for SOS, save our ship. This is a time for rescue the perishing. 
So how a famine was God's excellent working to send Naomi to Moab to rescue Ruth, which is how we should view our troubles in our lives as God's excellent working. How Naomi left Bethlehem, the house of bread, to bring back Ruth to the house of bread, which is what we should do to not only rescue the lost, but bring them back to feed them the word of God. So as Boaz, he takes all this in from his foreman's description here of Ruth, and Boaz is realizing that Ruth is not just some refugee that's come from a country of Moab and is looking for a place to settle down as a Moabite. When Boaz, he hears the words of verse 6 that Ruth has come out of the country of Moab, he realizes Ruth has come to the land of Israel as a convert. She hasn't come as a refugee. She's come as a convert. He realizes that as bitter as Naomi was, she may have been very bitter, and she wanted her name to be called bitterness, okay? But he realized, okay, she made a convert. Naomi made a convert. She made a convert in Ruth. Ruth is a new convert. You know, last week I applied to become a chaplain at a local hospital. And when I told the head of chaplaincy there that I would be like Chaplain John Berger, who used to preach here, the manager of spiritual care for the hospital looked at me and she said, I remember John Berger. And he said, he was pretty direct. <laughs> and then she went on to tell me that she has a degree in interfaith theology and that the divine isn't everywhere. And she was uh, pretty opposed to making converts. And so she said, you have to sign up for a one-year course in another hospital. Anyway, I have to get reprogrammed. Okay, so why? Because it's not popular to make converts. Conversion today is seen as something wrong. But Ruth was a convert. And what does the world think today when they hear that someone has become a convert? The usual thought is a person like something terrible happened to him, but then, you know, he became a convert, like Tony Blair became a convert from being a Protestant to becoming a Catholic. See? So the idea today behind being a convert is that a person just converts from one religion to another. A person who just stops going to one place of worship and then starts going to another place of worship, that's a convert. Or a person who changes their identity, they say, they say, well, I used to be a Catholic, now I'm a Baptist. See? Or a person who changes their religious traditions. But what kind of a convert was Ruth? Ruth, we can see that when we look at Ruth 1, 16 and 18, that's Ruth's confession of her conversion. And Ruth said, entreat me not to leave thee, nor to return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go. Where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people. Thy God, my God. Where thou diest, will I die. And there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me. And more also, if aught by death part thee and me. And when she saw that she was steadfastly minded to go with her, she left speaking to her. See, Ruth's confession of her conversion, it's a model for what it means for when a person is truly converted to the Lord Jesus Christ. See, Ruth's confession of conversion here, she says, entreat me not to leave thee or to return from following after thee, and where thou diest, I will die, and the Lord do so to me, and more also, if aught but death part thee and me. So all this talk about death and dying, those were statements of the strength of her conversion. She was saying that her conversion was so strong that she would rather die than go back to Moab. And a person who has not been converted to Christ, unless they would rather die than deny the Lord Jesus Christ. When a person dies for the Lord Jesus Christ, we say that person is what? A martyr. A martyr, right? 
a martyr. That's the meaning of the Greek word martus, which is translated martyr. When Paul spoke of his unregenerate days, when he consented unto Stephen's death, his murder, in Acts 22, 20, he said, and when the blood of thy martyr, the blood of thy martus, Stephen was shed, I was standing by and consenting unto his death and kept the raiment of them that slew him. See, that word martus is used in the New Testament 34 times. 29 of those times, it's not used in the context or translated as martyr. You know what it's translated as? Witness. Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org, or for more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. Sunday Night Church is back. Join Friendship with God Bible teacher Tom Cantor at the new Friendship with God Fellowship every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at the Creation and Earth History Museum in Santee, California. Join us early each Sunday at 4.30 p.m. for food and fellowship with Sunday evening services to follow at 5.30 p.m. Watch Tom Cantor and the service on YouTube Live, located on the Friendship with God website. Enjoy encouraging teaching from our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, in a relaxed and family-friendly atmosphere. Sunday Night Church is back, so join us at the Friendship with God Fellowship every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at the Creation and Earth History Museum at 10946 Woodside Avenue North in Santee, California. For more information, call us at 800-247-3051, 1-800-247-3051, or visit friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org for the Friendship with God Fellowship. 